welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by a hip hop artist, uh, a clothing uh, designer, uh, promoter, and market plug. Uh, he runs the brand uh, Down to Hearse. He also runs Plugged In with the Vibe. Uh, he performs as Kid Vibe, and his latest song is a Shit Remix. Um, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Austin, for joining me today. Howdy. How's your day going so far? Not too bad, man. It's a very nice day out. Uh, went on a walk, um, had some lunch. Uh, I'm happy that I can go outside in a t-shirt and slides again. Yeah, I'm, I'm finally, you know, did you hear what's coming next week? It's going to be 70s, I believe. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I have a uh, headphones uh, photo shoot actually booked with Cost next week on Tuesday, and I'm really excited for that. So it'll be right in the middle of the nice weather. Um, yeah, but uh, how are you? How's your day going? Pretty good. Um, went to the Amish a little earlier, got some bomb food. Um, but now I'm just kind of just hanging out inside the house at what I call the dungeon the basement you know we got cool pictures of cats down here love cats right on yeah um cats and cat decor uh make everything better man my mom uh had so much cat shit growing up so i uh, fuck with it um yeah where are you coming to me from today so i am currently in madison wisconsin um Usually I'm in Edgerton, Wisconsin, but did some travels today, some exploring. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Good. Um, right on, Turn man. Well, I'm glad uh, you could make time for me today to talk a little bit about your music and uh, everything you're up to. So what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And... Uh, yeah, so Austin, we first connected, uh, it's been a couple of years now, but you, like, I knew you were an artist yourself, but uh, also saw that, you know, you do a lot to help other artists too. Um, I know you've uh, got some Milwaukee ties. Uh, do you make it into Milwaukee much these days? So since the COVID's really hit, you know, I've been kind of staying, you know, more in the Iowa kind of just staying at home for the most part but the farthest I've really gone was like Iowa and you know that's actually closer to me than Milwaukee so yeah. but can't wait to come back um yeah. been a while actually I want to say it's maybe like 2019 for sure yeah well those will be coming back soon um which I'm stoked for um i'm all vexed up and i'm ready to go so um it's just a matter of time um so uh where we usually start so you mentioned uh so you're so you grew up in the madison area right yeah okay dope so uh tell me a little bit about um how when you were younger uh what did you grow up listening to you know what were what did you have playing in the house so actually, when I first started listening to just different music, because actually my parents only really listened to like instrumentals and like uh, 
kind of like what do you call it like i want to say like maybe jazz or like classical i'm not i'm not even sure it was just mostly like like instrument like instrumentals just like smooth like i'm not sure sure maybe a little bluegrass too gotcha but from there I actually was in a band. And then from there, you know, I was just kind of really in like a heavy metal phase. Still am a little bit, but got to love all different genres of music. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now, the hip hop. And I want to say like big influences back in the day were more like Nirvana, like Kurt Cobain, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you just gotta love that type of stuff um i would say nickelback but like that's it's it's kind of not valid at this point um hey man look at this graph (laughs) maybe green day maybe green day yeah right on hey green day is one of the biggest influences i feel like for a lot of people like most people i talk to had a green day phase at some point for sure um so yeah how did you get started with playing music like where did it all start for you so uh usually my parents weren't home so like I was just thinking it first started with like you know how everybody was playing guitar hero and like rock band and stuff back in the day with all their homies they just link up and you know jam out kind of started with that you know it kind of like we all link up and then, you know, we jam out on Guitar Hero or Rock Band and we feel like, OK, we're actually killing this. We're actually killing this. Maybe maybe we should upgrade to like uh, real instruments. Sure. But, um, yeah, like playing viola and everything, doing that like in middle school, um, that was great. Still kind of like lingers with me now. If I pick up the instrument, I'm able to play a few things. But like guitar that really spoke to me um i honestly feel like i was gonna be like the next kurt cobain when i was like 13 i i had i even dyed my hair green i thought i was gonna you know be like the next um you know legend or something like that but kids in high school you know how they are um yeah (laughs) tore me to shreds and i was like i didn't feel so punk after that i was kind of like whoa Ooh. yeah dude you're very wide-eyed as a middle schooler learning guitar um you look up to the greats and you see yourself doing that yeah but usually uh you realize that you know it was big at the time for a reason but now there's so much more you can do with that with it than you know exactly exactly yeah what was your uh tell me about your band that you were in the great fall it was a pretty, you know, the Great Fall was basically kind of like a uh, Green Day inspired band, you know. Um, I wouldn't say we were ripping off Green Bay, but Green Day, yes, we were ripping them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, hey, you start somewhere, you stick to what you know. But we definitely took that to the next level because we started getting a lot of shows and we started kind of like building up our, you know, like, I don't know, 
like we weren't necessarily super scared to go up on stage and perform in front of like five people anymore we were like okay maybe 50 people Woo, i'm kind of nervous but we're gonna go and rock the show so it definitely helped with stage presence for you know where i'm at today but it, it was definitely a learning curve you know just kind of learning on you know what you have to do to maintain a group and a band in general so all the learning curve i'm actually very happy that it happened if if i didn't do that i feel like maybe i wouldn't be making you know music today yeah who knows for sure yeah uh, and that's the best way to look at it is you know at least you learn that stuff early on you know rather than later so that being said, uh, so how would you start getting into hip hop music? So basically, this is this is this is a great story. So where I went to high school, you know, there was like the jocks, everybody, you know, just the classic high school experience, you know. Um, basically, what happened was we were in the auditorium. Someone came from a whole nother like school or something just to like teach everybody about like music and you know all of us high school kids we were probably coming in you know like either intoxicated or just you know just happy we got off our lunch breaks and stuff yeah. like that coming in but long story short I, everybody made me go up on stage and I was like oh no I completely uh I was supposed to freestyle I was supposed to rap battle this guy his name is Lord of the Fly. You may have heard him. He was a kind of bigger artist back in the day. Sure. Okay. But uh, I went up there and I was supposed to be rap battling and I instant, I started spitting Eminem's bars. Okay. And uh, I got a, uh, I got wrapped up in that bat. It was really bad. That battle was actually kind of like the start of my rap career because I wanted to prove everybody wrong. Like I can do this, but man, he sure got me. Like the video is actually up on YouTube. I used to go by Young Rez, not Kid Vibe. So yeah. for nostalgia, that's there. But like, you know, that really pushed me to like become a better artist and like help others because like, if there's people that are out there getting made fun of or, you know, they don't have that necessarily artistry or have someone to give them that advice, you know, maybe someone needs to be more, how do you say it? You have to critique people more often. Oh, yeah. And people got to be disciplined. Exactly. You can't be scared to tell the truth or else if you don't tell the truth, you know, these artists aren't going to learn, you know, they're not going to get the right criticism. That's why, you know, you could definitely learn a lot from that if, yeah. just by asking people what they think of your music and not getting, you know, hurt or irritated with what others opinions are like. Definitely. That's how I improve for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel that, you know, it's kind of like you take what you went through and you don't want others to have to go through what you might have had to deal with you know in terms of like you know being embarrassed or bullied or you know otherwise like misguided um especially in the music scene you know this it's very easy for people to take advantage of you you know 
no, I, I definitely agree. Like I've seen things out there in the Milwaukee music scene, um, people just getting mad um, over editorials, write-ups, blogs, and stuff like that. And, you know, the only way to really get around that is fix it, you know, like unless something is unfactual and the editor, you know, is actually just throwing shade, but, yeah, you know, I, I feel like you have a lot of experience, you know, with seeing the the haze of negativity over, you know, the scene in Milwaukee. Yeah. There's a lot of egos, definitely. There's a lot of egos that don't take well to being bruised. Um, I, I try to um, work through that with people. Like, I try to make it so everyone can win. Um, you know, at least playing in my part as an individual. Um, but definitely what we do with Breaking and Entering, you know, we want to platform everybody, everyone that deserves a platform. And whether you're making music in your bedroom or you're playing sold out shows, you know, everyone matters. So, yeah. Way. That's another thing. You know, a lot of people don't give credit to their videographers, their producers, their managers, PR, all of that stuff. And, you know, that's why I say big shout out to you guys, because you guys are actually doing the behind the scenes work, really helping other artists out and getting discovered because, you know, I feel like with your podcast, I've discovered maybe five, six new artists just already. And, you know, I don't, when I go to like no jumper or something like that, you can find these artists, but they're more than likely already to the level where they're not going to reach out to you. They don't want to work. They don't want to, you know, so your platform. For sure. I appreciate that. Dude. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, we try. We definitely try. So how did you become Kid Vibe? So Kid Vibe. Um, <clears throat> I actually just thought, you know, my music was kind of like vibe because I used to do like old school hip hop, boom bap type stuff. Like used to rap to like Joey joey badass type instrumentals and you know all that stuff uh i was actually um kind of facebook famous back in the day mm -hmm. um doing songs with like sodmg like egg off and john boy and like a couple other like internet you know people which i ended up meeting um token and used to be like this old chat it's like an old chat room that we used to do okay and then this kid was you know like he was just starting off he was doing these remixes and it was actually pretty crazy because this guy big tim he gave him this platform and then from there you could just start seeing the growth and watching ben ben grow was literally crazy like, I never thought he would be in the position that he'd be in today. Yeah. But knowing that he's in that position, I literally can say, you know, if you're shooting for your dreams, you know, you can literally do anything. Like, everybody in our group, our circle, I don't know if you've heard of, like, internet stars like Amanda Hackey, which, you know, she was from Wisconsin. Sure, yeah. Like, all of us, you know, we're we're out there, you know, still doing well creating content being an influencer but you know there's people who really went above and beyond and are doing very big things being quite successful so like big shout out to ben oh yeah shout out to you ben <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> hey. i was trying not to smile and 
laugh about that. I was thinking that like when I was talking about like token Ben. You're like <laughs> this guy's got the same name as me. <laughs> They're famous. Woo! Yeah, dude. Shout out to Ben's everywhere, killing the game. So from then on, like, how would you kind of infiltrate the Wisconsin music scene? So <clears throat> my advice and what I can just say about the whole music scene is when it comes to like investing and, you know, egos and kind of like deciphering what areas of Wisconsin are popping and what are not, you know, you can't just say, oh, this place in Wisconsin is not popping because they don't have shows because everybody, you know, 16 plus can drive to different places, you know, go perform at different venues. Um, if they're bars, you know, you might have to be 21, 18 plus, but you know, your time is coming at that point. You know what I mean? Then you got to wait to that time, but there's plenty of resources around People always say that, oh, Wisconsin is not where you want to be when it comes to hip hop. But there's so many people, you know, from the Midwest that birthed here. And if they're birthing here, you got to figure out, like, where are they getting the resources? Do they have, you know, people reaching out from other states or other areas? Um, you know, it is a little bit of all. But in reality, you just got to kind of like build your connections, figure out, you know, where you're going to go what your goals are, and then just kind of like eliminate them step by step. Because if you have too many goals, you're going to get caught up and you're going to be like, okay, I'm not doing anything. As long as you're intentional and genuine about connecting with people and about what they're doing, like if you're really about working and not just, you know, for the clout and shit, then it's really easy to meet people out here. That's what I've found. Like all the connections I built have just literally been from messaging people be like hey you want to do a podcast like i think what you're doing is dope or attending events like you have to like walk the walk you know you can't just like say you want to work without actually having anything to show for it you know definitely agree like you can't just be like hey you know um i'm gonna like start coming out to these shows can you possibly book me? And, you know, a lot of the time people will reach out to you if they want to book you like promoters, et cetera. So if you're asking someone, Hey, can I be on these shows? And then you say, you're going to come out to the shows and then you don't show up, you know, everybody can see that you're not building a positive relationship there. You're just kind of lying, being manipulative. And, you know, that's not the way you want to start things off. If like I'm out here seeing an artist that genuinely is really trying to do something, I will reach out and be like, hey, man, do you need some help? And if they don't need the help, I'll be like, hey, hit me up whenever you need time. Usually they come in maybe like a month or two later just because they see their friends coming to me. They see their colleagues coming to me and, you know, saying positive things. So I'm just here to help everybody out. And if I'm able to help that connection, build that connection or even supply resources that's that's making my day because like where i was maybe five six years ago because i've been doing this for like almost 10 years um it's a pretty long time if you think about it sure. but with being successful you can't just think of it's going to come in then you know a year or two yeah. you gotta build levels you just gotta think of you know the next thing that you're going to be doing 
can't and that's skip steps. Was, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, we learned that the hard way too. Um, when we first had a DIY studio, you know, there's no quick route to success, and it's not very rewarding that way either. Um, so is this kind of like sort of how plugged in with the vibe really kind of started? Like where did where did that all sort of manifest? So <clears throat> plugged in with vibe, uh, we kind of started that because it originally started with me. Um, but now we have four other people on our team. Um, we have people taking care of Spotify. We have a TikTok influencer program. Um, you know, we're linked up with 30 million reach on TikTok. Um, we have all these different connections just by, you know, linking up with people with the same dream and same vision, because if you don't do that you're just basic like i i don't know how many partners i've had maybe like a hundred maybe 120 and you know services wise you learn by trial and error you know what i mean yeah so like through trial and error you got to pick out the good and bad and hopefully you get the most i don't know like as an artist you should expect it's kind of like investing in stock you got to expect to lose before you win. For sure. How long has it been going now? Um, I want to say this is maybe our third year. We have actually, we started out with only 50 different services, right? Now we have 1,300. Yeah. So we're able to kind of just, you know, provide those different labels, other managers, other artists who reach out to us, and then, Boom, we build a solid connection with them, hopefully. Otherwise, we have had a couple um people try to scam us, but we usually get their PayPal's suspended, which is three times the work of them trying to scam us. So don't scam. It doesn't do well around here. Yeah. Um, so do, do you do it full time or so um I've been doing plugged in with vibe full time for the last probably month um just because i haven't been working uh you know doing clothing down to hearse is actually uh the last full time because we were working with some pretty big names um our designer he was working with section 8 out in la mm -hmm. um ransom just a couple of the you know like heavy metal design types um you know yeah a lot of brands do that nowadays i kind of like feel like section eight and down to hers for the starts and then sure. people started falling but how did that start how did down to her start so down to hers actually started as a way of you know kind of thinking of you know how we could bring the community together um my music is kind of dark so like kind of like dark hysterical in a way because like you know we add a little sense of comedy to make people laugh and you know kind of like catchy like rhymes um yeah. that some people won't necessarily like expect sure but down to hers really came together with all of us wanting to throw shows in like 
kind of like an underground community. And I had someone, I think it was my, yeah, it was my uncle who was passing away. And like, I was about to be homeless. I didn't really think I was going to have a place to stay. But um, yeah, we ended up figuring stuff out from that point and everything went well. And then we took that. It's been maybe like four years now, um, 2018. It's about to be going on four years. Damn, good for you, dude. Um, um throughout maybe like 50 shows, um, each year, until these last couple of years, just because of COVID. But yeah. hopefully this year, um, towards September, maybe we can get things going again. We're trying to rebook Carnage the Executioner. Um, he's a Midwest MC, pretty well known out in oh, yeah. uh, the Minnesota area. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's really dope. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, ben, so in terms of like, where are you, where have you been booking most of these shows? Like kind of like Madison area, Southern Wisconsin area. So it depends on the client. Um, for smaller clients, we've been basically kind of shooting for the Midwest. Um, mostly Madison, Baraboo Portage, Green Bay, um, a couple in Milwaukee, but I haven't necessarily traveled Milwaukee since like as I said like 2018 2019 I think the last time I was there was um at the Miramar I think it was insane clown posse or something I booked one of my clients for um oh yeah I used to live next to the Mar and I remember that show (laughs) Ooh, that one's they're always crazy they're always crazy yeah oh wait it was Merkley's Merkley's but yeah um that was actually another event that I had gone to. They had a, what was it? I think it was with Ritz, ICP. That was a couple years back. There's just so much going on up here that, you know, everything is just moving in a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people trying to, trying to tap in all at once. Um, yeah, it's a lot to keep up with. It's very fast paced. Um, so prior to COVID, like, were you, were you actively doing a lot of kid vibe shows? Like, were you performing much? So that's actually where I got hit the hardest. Um, first international tour, um, basically we had eight shows. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Slum God. Um, it's no. like S-L-U-M-G-X-D. Um, it's okay, kind of big sure. over in Europe. Okay. But like we were booking, um, I want to say maybe it was like, a, it was eight, it was eight for sure dates, but we had 12 wrote down all dates were canceled. We lost $3,000. Um, I just got my passport. So Damn. that's no good anymore. Um, it's just kind of like, I'm waiting for the, book this again but I don't think it's going to be you know and then on top of it I had some dates in the U.S. Um, Ouija Mac was going on tour Um, I was going to go perform in Des Moines, Iowa, Milwaukee Um, we had Carnage the Executioner coming in Madison we had Rising Artists Um, I had a couple shows an album release a lot of stuff was canceled just because I thought, you know, if I waited a couple of years, maybe, you know, it'd come back just as strong. 
but after looking you know two years later i probably should have done like some online release or online listening party or something because you know audience wise all artists took a loss um unless they were dropping consistently during you know the epidemic because like our audience really i don't know having all these shows canceled i want to say at least five thousand dollars out of pocket yes dude and you know the booking agencies they didn't really do anything about it either yeah yeah that's rough god that is enough to dent a lot it dents a lot of courage that's for sure these are all different tickets from all different shows that were supposed to happen damn dude it's like a graveyard unfortunately hopefully we can rebook them in the future but we Mac, he's probably not going to rebook that tour um he's been on itunes top 10 probably at least two or three times now in the last two years okay so sure. damn dude it's terrible man i'm sorry to hear that um really that fucking sucks best way to respond to a situation like that is to make the best of the situation and um that being said yeah what have you how have you been staying busy in the last year like what 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 has been your way of like responding to that loss and that unfortunate the unfortunate circumstances that are obviously still going on today like how have you been uh making things work i've been crying in my room no i'm just kidding professionally honestly i've been starting new businesses and trying new things um obviously plugged in with vibe that's kind of like a new thing you know using more of my time since i have more time now to help other people that's kind of like what i've been doing um also i'm not saying i'm looking for another job but i'm kind of hoping that down to hers comes back in full effect so we can you know get these merch um out at these shows because that's basically how we were moving it you know we'd have art shows or we'd have shows going on or somebody needs you know custom merch and we're able to do that for them and then that's kind of how we were staying alive but now you know helping other artists out i've got donations i actually don't necessarily profit very much because when we first started it was a non-profit but you know people were telling me hey you gotta price your you know resources like you didn't spend the last four to five years getting all these resources for people to get them for free you know so knowing knowing my worth you know that's kind of a tricky place because i don't want to be like hey guys i've been doing this for this long this is my business and i'm gonna charge you this amount because you know i'm a stickler or something like that i am you know having everybody know from the start hey these are the lowest prices out there even you know with my little commission my five percent commission or whatever you know but if you guys want to give me donations that'd be great and uh i've actually got some pretty large donations um that's good oh yeah man um yeah so like specifically what are the uh when we're talking more about um plugged in with vibe like what are the specific services that you do provide just for if artists want to work so um basically i provide reviewing services management services booking you know 
say that you want to be having two shows monthly, three shows monthly, you know, there's different rates set aside for that, but we are able to book you in certain areas. If you want your whole team to go and, you know, like manage the events and, you know, you can take door, make money off the door, et cetera. We're able to do that. Um, that's all under booking for services. A lot of, a lot of media work, Instagram work. Um, sometimes they call my partners clout dealers and stuff like that, because basically, you know, it's clout because people, you know, sometimes are jealous of, you know, when people are doing well or succeeding. Yeah. Um, I'd run Google ads for YouTube videos. Um, we do Spotify campaigns, title campaigns, Apple music campaigns. Obviously, um, I mentioned that we have a TikTok influencer program. We have a 30 million reach available for TikTok. Um, same thing for Instagram. We have plenty of Instagram influencers. Um, we have about maybe like 10 to 20 large clients on our list that people can purchase features from. Um, there's a number of things like usually when you reach out to plug in with Austin or plugged in with Vibe, they'll send you a list of basic services and then you just check out those services and then get back to them whenever you're ready. For sure. Oh, um, awesome. Uh, and then how can folks get in touch? So if you're trying to check out official kid vibe, official kid vibe on Instagram, um, otherwise it's kid vibe and all other social media. If you're trying to get a hold of my management, or you're trying to get a hold of someone for services, Instagram contact plugged in with Austin. Otherwise, if you're trying to purchase services through Facebook or something, plugged in with Vibe. Um, you know, Kid Vibe, Vibe plugged in with Vibe, plugged in with Austin. You know, my manager's name is Austin as well. So, cool. Right on. But, oh, really, Austin and Austin? Yes, I like to kind of keep things like in duos, um, like Ben and Ben. You know, my I got a the rapper Ben and we got podcast Ben going crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. So another thing is kid vibe is definitely known for making the weird noises on the songs and the weird noises during everything that he does. So I had to hit it with that one. Oh, love that. Uh, yeah. That's a good segue. Actually. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up, um yeah i know you dropped a couple songs in the last year uh the most recent one was shit remix uh tell me about that joint so a while back i was trying to plan this song with me this other artist and then this guy who passed away which is one of my friends he actually purchased this song like he went out and was like hey i want to do a collab with this guy and he ended up passing away. And uh, for two years, I was trying to get that, but it never really worked out. And and it ended up coming an issue with like, I don't know if it was his management or whatnot, but then I finally sent him another beat, just a whole nother concept, everything. One day later, I got it back. Mm -hmm. So I'm like three years away for this. Like, I just had to switch the concept up, 
because it was supposed to be like a RIP track to the homie who passed away who bought the feature. So I switched up the whole concept and now, you know, it's been it's been doing really well. I want to say that we got 400,000 streams just from TikTok. Um we're sitting at maybe like 50,000, 60,000 on Spotify. Um nice. Just for the whole record we're really close to a million just the original shit and then the shit remix. So that'd be nice to hit our first milli, but don't want to rush it. Yeah. Nope, dude. Well, for one, that's a wonderful way to honor your, your friend who passed away. Um, you know, um, rest in peace. And, uh, yeah, dude, uh, it's a fun song. Um, it's like, it's a good shit talking song, but it's also just like fun to jump around to. Um, and uh, I love the old school beat as well. Um, and your bars are fucking killer on that on that shit, bro. Um, so what do you have uh, planned in store? What's next? So I got three projects dropping, a lot of big features. Um, I don't want to really say too much because... You know, it's never good to talk about stuff. You jinx yourself. So with that being said, shit is a bop. Um, this song that I got coming called Doritos, I feel like TikTok is going to pick it up. It's really, it's kind of catchy. It goes like, I be in the house, I be eating on Doritos. She probably thinks she the baddest, but she rock with me though. I be smoking big blunt, fatter than burritos. Hold up, wait a second. Where the thought the beat go? you know it goes something like that but anyway yeah i got a lot of drops coming i'm excited to do that but i need my fans to come back my audience to come back when i did these shows my audience on instagram everywhere was like 25 35 you know larger because i was interacting with people you know really like building like relationships yeah even though people kind of thought I was weird because I made weird noises up on stage, but you know, that's, that's even better, you know, part of the, part of the gig, man. Exactly. So I got a plenty of good drops. I think I actually, I personally think you're going to like a couple of these next drops because usually people are like, this guy's rapping, yeah. but I also do sing. Oh, very awesome, man. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to hearing what you got in store. Uh, let me know when they drop. Uh, and slide me, shoot me a DM. Uh, let me know. Um, yeah, dude, appreciate you coming on the show today. Talk about all the things you do, all the things you're up to. Um, on our way out, I ask everyone the same two questions. Austin, uh, to begin. Um, what keeps you up at night? I was gonna say something funny, but I'm just gonna. I think anxiety and knowing that one day something is going to come out of this yeah yeah that's exactly what keeps me up at night too um for better or for worse you know some days it's better some days it's like fuck dude what am i even doing you know i i get that it depends it depends on the day on the other hand now on a lighter note what puts you to sleep the loud pack no i'm just kidding knowing that i'm helping others and knowing that i'm doing something good in the world 
if I if I just walked around like throwing like litter on the ground and like being snotty to old ladies and like not holding the door open for people, I'd probably be living in like the cellar acting like a monster and only coming out during the night so I don't like see people. But like I enjoy interacting and making people smile. That's like that literally makes my day. Good. Oh yeah, man. Well, I I, I think you're very entertaining. So I uh, I uh, there yes, you go. Sir. Yeah, man. Um, and also for the record, uh, both answers would have been just fine. You know, weed is a very common answer to that second question. So that works too. Um, Kid Vod, thanks for being on the show. Had a good time. Much love, homie. I hope you enjoy these cats behind me because we are both cat enthusiasts. Hope to talk to you again soon. Right on. Yes. Uh, for everyone watching, I'll be tagging Kid Vibe, plugged in with Vibe, down to Hearse, uh, all that shit. So you can check out his services, uh, check out his music, shit remix, streaming everywhere. And uh, stay tuned for what's next. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time.